this to put on Spotify too. It's it's got the last two or three weeks of messages here. Uh, but First Corinthians chapter number one, we're going to pick back up where we left off in in in, in chapter number seventeen. And, and you know, normally I like to go through and read everything, but uh, I, I need to be able to talk first tonight. This is an introduction. You know, we had come into last week's service. And we were talking about Paul writing this letter to the church of Corinth and, and, and there's a whole lot of division in the church there. There is, is, is factions. Uh, you got a small group over here and a small group over there and a small group over here and another group coming up from the rear. You got some following Paul. You got some following Apollos. You got some following Cephas, which was Peter, and you got some following Jesus Christ. You know, and I've really got hard on them Christ followers. You know, those are the super religious that can't be told anything. Uh, and, and you know, when you know, this is a hard job, y'all. I, I, I want everybody to realize this is a hard job. This is a hard platform to stand on. Uh, the more I study. This, it's tearing me apart. And, and this is something that I need everybody to understand. Is that I'm, I'm a human being with an opinion. And that's deadly. I mean, that is, that is deadly. And you know what opinion translates into the world today? Philosophy. And, you know, those folks that go to college and they study philosophy, they get a degree in philosophy, and they go out and they impact the world in a negative way. Philosophy, now, maybe we don't even get started in that. This is just me pouring out what the Lord's poured into me. But philosophy, when it lines up with God's Word, is irrelevant. Because I'd rather have God's Word than Buck's opinion. Norman's opinion, Terry's opinion. I'd rather have God's word, and and and, and I'm, I'm, I'm my opinion too, y'all. I'm, I'm I'm and when my opinion don't line up with God's word, it ain't helping nobody. I mean, seriously, y'all, this is life and death in the church. Life and death in Goshen Valley Baptist Church is going to come from the next three or four weeks that we're going to study philosophy. And, and you've got to understand this right here. It can't be nobody's opinion in here. It can be the leadership of the Holy Spirit on the body of believers. The, 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 I hope this is the first, verse 10. We're going to jump back to verse 10 so many times as we study because chapter 1, verse 10, through chapter 3, verses 20, I believe it is, it's one letter, Paul, or one part of the letter that Paul dealt with with defection amongst the Christian believers there at the church. you got to understand that here in Corinth, the, 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 the Greek philosophy, folks met there day in and day out to hear new philosophy. At Athens, when, when Paul was there at Athens and he went up on the mount at Mars Hill, they had, I don't know how many statues was built. Go back in the book of Acts, 
don't say somewhere between 16 and 19. I may be, don't, it's in the book of Acts. Read the whole book. It'll do you good. But Paul was saying when he walked up on Mars Hill and he's seen all these statues and he come to the one of the unknown God. When Paul seen that, now listen to me, when Paul seen that, that gave him the ability to preach the gospel. Because men's wisdom, all through creation, men's wisdom never leads people to God. The church today, and I'm trying to stay to where I can talk. Instead of hollering, screaming, and run, I just want to talk to y'all for a little bit. Let me, let me, can I sit down? When, when men go to philosophizing, when they go to speaking what I believe, how I believe, and it's not based off of the Scripture. If I, if I tell you this is the Word of the Lord, then there is no discussion, right? There, that, you know, we are all sinners. You were born and you, you were conceived in your mother's womb in iniquity. And, 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 and you were born a sinner. And, and, and God's Holy Spirit has to open your eyes to the sin that is in your life. And once the Holy Spirit convicts you of that sin and educates you that you are a sinner, then you have the ability to respond to that call or to reject that call. You know, and, and, and I get callous sometimes and I say, well, if they want to reject it, that's their right to go to hell. But that is so far from the way Jesus taught us to be. He taught us to be compassionate with those people that were still blinded, that were still consumed by human consumption. And y'all, this is my prayer. This, this is a timely message in, in the, the growth of Goshen Valley Baptist Church. This is, is us going forward in our philosophy of how church should be or under the, whole, under the leadership and the guidance of the Holy Spirit to where, y'all, when we lose the power, now listen to me, I want you to understand this. When we lose the preaching power of the cross, when we lessen the power of Jesus dying on that cross, when we add to Jesus dying on that cross, then we make the cross null and void. The more programs we add to a church, the weaker the cross becomes. The more, Lord help me. The, 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 the less we talk about sin, the less we talk about man's need for a savior, the less impactful the gospel is ever going to be. And Paul says right here, he's begging these people there in Corinth. Says, "I beg you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak one thing." One thing ought to be on the lips of the members and the attendees of Goshen Valley Baptist Church. It says that you all speak the same thing, that you all be of, that there be no division among you. You can't have Jack's group, Norman's group, Jack's, Ashley's group, Terry's group. You can't have the ladies, you can't have the men. You got to have one mind, one accord, in one direction with one message, and that's Christ crucified. And it can happen to the best of us. I am opinionated. And God forgive me for being opinionated. And I beg, Lord, make me more spirit-minded. So don't ask me what I think. Please quit asking me what I think because you're causing me to sin. 
Ask me what the Bible says. Then it makes things so much easier. Because guess what? God is never wrong. Paul says that you be joined together perfectly of the same mind and this judgment is, 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 now don't give us the right to go around judging folks and tell them they're going to die lost and go to hell. They are. They know that. Let's explain to them how Jesus loved them, how Jesus died for them, and how Jesus paved the road for them to walk down that they don't have to go through the fiery trials that He did. Amen. He's provided a way out. Wisdom. Wisdom defined. Write this down. Wisdom, I'm going to send this out after we get done, don't worry. Wisdom defined by God's own mouth. James chapter 3 verse 17, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure. You know how you can test your motives? If they have a pure intent behind them. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about my way. It's about God's Word being preached and folks being born again. Amen. About folks being born again. Listen to me. Everybody in here, listen. You done right? I need to talk. After you're born again, it's about you becoming a mature believer. And I know I say this so many times and maybe I say it in a sarcastic way and you think I'm joking. <laughs> but I'm serious. If you've been saved 30 years and you act like you just got saved last week, something's wrong. Did everybody hear that? Why didn't I hear no more amens than what you said? Y'all, I'm guilty of this. Okay? I'm guilty of this. You know, in my mind I get this grand idea and oh, it's going to be, but when I start straying away from the gospel and folks being saved and believers being matured and walking by faith and living by faith, then I'm lowering the power and the effects of what the Bible says that we are to be doing. But Paul says first it must be pure. Not Paul, James. Yeah, he wrote, no, James wrote this. I'm sorry. I get all these mixed up. Timothy was his protege in, 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 in Titus. But James was writing this. This half-brother Jesus says, look, first it's, from, it's, first it's pure. It's just unadulterated. It is unbiased. It is, it is not open for discussion. The next thing is peaceable. You think about this. How many of y'all remember before you got saved? How much turmoil was you in? How hard was it for you? How hard? How did it hit you in the face? How did everything that was going on in your life just keep you in tears? And then when you walked that aisle and that peace was... Man, just the peace that come off of you. I mean, you imagine, how good did you sleep that night not wrestling with the Holy Spirit anymore? Gentle. This is what I have an issue with being gentle. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm too high strung. I'm, I'm too opinionated. I'm too much flesh to be a good most of the time. But it made me start thinking about this. The, 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 the message that I'm, the, the, the wisdom that has been put upon me, is it bringing strife and turmoil and division or is it bringing peace? And then the next thing, it's easy to be entreated. God's wisdom will speak into you and it's easy to absorb. It's easy to digest. 
It's easy for it to come inside you and make what comes out of you different than what has been. Full of mercy. I mean, you know, so many of us forget about that mercy that God showed on us. So many of us forget how God showed mercy and kindness and grace to you to invite you into His kingdom, to, to, to send His Son to die for you. And we love to play favorites in church. I'm sorry. I am sorry that we're that way. That's the humanness of us. That people that think like me and that act like me, I'm going to be drawn to. And the people that are different from me, I'm going to talk about and I'm going to try to stay away from. Why? Because I'm afraid, I'm so unsettled in my philosophy that I'm afraid if they bring truth to me that I'm not going to be able to accept the truth and I don't want to change. Anybody here want to change? No. But it's saying right here that we cannot have partiality. We got to accept if 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 a murderer can be redeemed and and be called a man after God's own heart, why can't anybody that God sees fit to save be classified as a redeemed person that a man after God's own heart or a lady after God's own heart? And it cannot be with hypocrisy. You understand? This is pure wisdom. If you will judge yourself by the Word of God, nobody will have to. If you go back to James 3, I read you first 17, but read 15 and 16 when you get home. This is earthly wisdom. Earthly wisdom is full of sensual and devilish motives. Most of us Try to do everything we can to get our way. I want it to be my way, on my time, and nobody tell me what to do. Is that what most of you guys hate about me? Because I try to tell you what to do. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. I mean, you think about this. I go to scratching my head when folks say, well, what's going on? I say, I ain't got a clue. Well, what would I, I don't know. Well, how's this going to work? I have no idea. I'm confused. Well, now I've started thinking back. Well, most of the times when I'm confused and I don't know and I don't understand, guess what? It's man's wisdom working in us and it's not God's wisdom working in us. And evil works. Some of us like that. Well, there ain't nobody in this church evil. Well, there ain't nobody in this church good either. Jesus says, why do you call me good? There's only one that's good, and that's God. And we forget so many times that we're a sinner saved by the grace of God. Colossians 2.8, beware. When a verse starts out with beware, what do you need to do? Pay attention. Pay attention. Be aware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Why do you think we have so many denominations? Amen. Say that louder. Different opinions. So every denomination out there is wrong and every denomination out there is right because they've taken part of God's truth and they've built a whole church out of it. And I'm on, I feel sorry for the person that started the Baptist Association when they get to heaven and stand before God. The Methodist Association. 
the congregational holiness, united holiness, the, 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 the charismatic, the Pentecostal, Church of God, Church of Christ, when we get to heaven, you talk about some butt whoopings going to take place on that day for causing division among God's children. What happens is, is that man takes God's truth and we turn it into a lie. And we start worshiping the creature more than the Creator. That's where division, strife, envy, jealousy comes in at. When Paul was writing this letter to the I mean to the Romans here, he all this, you know, the Holy Spirit was just pouring into Paul and he was pouring into men and women, pouring into mankind. But when we sat down and we start looking at these things and we start saying, God, take my opinion away from me, take my train take take my thought process away from me and instill into me your Holy Spirit, your word. God, make me what you would have me to be. Lord, help me get rid of my opinion and take on your word. That's where Paul's writing right here. I'm back to verse 10 in Colossians. It says, hey, we can't have no divisions. We've got to be brought right here together. We've got to be in perfect harmony. We've got to be fitted together. We've got to be joined together. We've got to have the same mindset. We've got to have the same concepts. We've got to talk the same. We've got to act the same. Preacher, what are you talking about? All right. This side over here is Democrats. Don't shoot me. This side over here is Republicans. Are we ever going to be able to come together? There's always going to be a divide between the political parties in the United States of America. But you know what the Democratic Party and the Republican Party's got in common? It's both philosophy by men. Paul had the same, no, he had it worse because they say there were probably 50 to 100 different political parties there in Corinth. All this philosophy, basically all you're looking at is a philosophy that we have been pounding down our throats that we to think like the world, act like the world, and do like the world. And God's calling us away from that. And Paul says, look, we got to have the same mind. We got to have the same opinion. We got to have the same thing. Why? Why, preacher? Why do we got to do this? Because if I'm teaching one thing and Terry's teaching one and Norman's teaching one, what's going to be inside Goshen Valley Baptist Church? Total confusion. And then it's going to have, and, and, and you know what opinions are like? I'm leaving it there, okay? Everybody's got one and they stink. Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the message that He died for all. Not with wisdom of words. Understand this. He said, He didn't give me this big, huge vocabulary. He said, because the wisdom of words, it lessens the effect of the power of what the cross had. And, 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 and understand this right here. Verse 18, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolish. Do you understand somebody's eyes that have not been opened to that they're a sinner? 
You know, this is the hardest thing that man has to realize is that I'm a sinner. And when you don't realize you're a sinner, what we do every Sunday and every Wednesday and every other chance that we get when we get a chance to invite somebody to come to church or tell them that God loves them, to us they think we're fools for believing. And one man hanging on the cross 2,000 some odd years ago has changed the world forever. But when you have philosophy and prophecy, philosophy and, and, and revelation, Man turns to a man's philosophy and revelation loses its power. Paul says, when I come with flattering words of these philosophers and these these Greeks here in in, in Colossae or or in Corinth that that want to tell you the man's philosophy and how much better the world is going to be if we just adhere to the... I mean, what are we hearing today out of socialism? If we'd all turn to socialists, the government would take care of us and we'd live in a wonderful... We'd live in euphoria. Everybody would be rich and nobody would have to work. Amen? Is that not the... Well, who's going to put the bill to that? And Paul's saying, look, we've got to throw all that nonsense out of it. Y'all, church ain't got room for politics. Now, I, 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 I try my best and I never really bring politics into the pulpit. And I'm not tonight. I'm trying to get a concept across. Philosophy has no place in the pulpit of God. Man's opinion has no place in the pulpit of God. The only thing that has place up here is the Word of God. The only thing that's going to save your life and change your life is the Word of God. And when we all get back to that mindset, you know, when we get caught up and we get tangled up in, in programs, we get tangled up in, in, in activities, we get... But y'all, what's this, what, what's this church missing more than anything else? It's an outreach to the lost and dying world. We're good about stuff inside this building. But the gospel is not leaving this building. And y'all, it's not a secret for us to hoard up. It, it, it is a treasure, but it's not. That treasure, it, 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 it's like the oil jug that the, the widow woman had back in Isaiah. Am I, am I, am I right? Or, is it different? What, 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 what prophet did God tell Eliza? He said, go, go get every pot you can find. And you shut them doors and you go to pour. Y'all, God said, let's go out and find every pot in this wall. Go find every pot that we can get our hands on and bring them in this house. Let's shut them doors and let the Word of God fill them. And it's never going to run out. But we have a tendency... It's like, well, let's start another program where we ain't got to go out to the world. Let's start another. And and I love what this church is doing, y'all. Okay, don't get it wrong. I love what we're trying to accomplish inside these walls. We're trying to build a stronger group of believers in this building. But I don't care how strong we are in here, how weak are we out there? How much influence have we got out there? And that's the thing that's devastating the church today is that we never go outside. Verse 19, For it is written, I will destroy the the wisdom of the wise and I will bring to not nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribes? Where is the disputer of the world? Hath God not, have, have not God made the foolish of the wisdom of the world? I want you to understand this. 
If you'll go back and read Isaiah 19 and I think it's chapter 13 and 19, it talks about when the Assyrian king was coming down to take captive Judah and they were in a panic and God sent a message to Isaiah and said, look, I'm going to take care of this, but your wise men are not going to be able to take credit for it. And that there is no human explanation how God is going to win this battle because you're outnumbered. And he sends an angel at one night that sends a, that kills 148,000 Assyrian troops. And when they awake in the morning, three quarters of the Assyrian army is gone and God's people claim the victory. And the Assyrians were good about sending their scribes down to take inventory of every plunder that they were able to take. And it says, the wise men of Israel, how can they brag? And the wise men of Judah, how can they brag that we've done this through our intelligence of battle? of our? And God says, you can't take credit for none of this because my foolishness is wiser than the wisest men in the world. Go read Ecclesiastes. I've read through that today. And I want you to understand that we have got to understand. We've got to take philosophy out of church. We've got to take opinion out of church. We've got to take programs out of church. And we've got to get the gospel back in church. We've got to get the message of the cross back in church. We've got to get the message in everybody's heart in this building that if you are not born again, you will spend eternity separated from God. We have got to get back to what God has called us to do and that is to preach the message Jesus loves you enough that He died for you. We're going to pick back up in verse 22 through 27 next week, but I want you to understand this. God says, by the foolishness of preaching, now now, now understand, preaching is not foolish, and if you go through and read the word preaching in the, it's the simple message that Jesus come and died on the cross for you confounds men. Because every religion known to man today is complicated. There is a work of acts, there is a work of ritual, there is a work of sacrifice, and there is a work of obedience to obtain salvation. Jesus says, all you've got to do is surrender and believe. Amen. Amen. And y'all, that is so hard for this world today. We've got so much we've created. Men are so smart, they've created problems that there's no cure for. Men have got so smart, mankind has got so smart, they have figured out problems that there's no cure for. And now you got a world in turmoil. And if they would just turn back, when Paul wrote Romans chapter 1, verse 25, y'all, we have a tendency to worship creation. We have a tendency to, world, to, to, to worship the things of this world more than the guy, the man, the creator of this world. And that's why you've got churches doing everything inside the walls and not reaching nobody outside of it. 
Because we worship this building. We worship this place. We worship these activities. And we're not worshiping God anymore. And that's why you have so many factions. Well, he's tried that for five years and it ain't worked. We need to do something different. You know what? When we get back here in the gospel out to the lost and dying world, guess what's going to happen to this church? It's going to bust its seams again. It happened back there in that building. It happened back there in that building that we busted the seams and we had to build this right here. And guess what? We took the emphasis off reaching the lost, bringing them into the house of God and bathing them in love. And we just got to a... We're, we're kind of stagnant right now. Hey, I'm the preacher. I'm the leader. I'm taking responsibility for this. It's on me. But I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to get back to pray and Lord, you anoint me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, you're going to send me to somebody that's lost and I'm going to, I'm going to bring the gospel to them and I'm going to share it with them and it's going to be there. But I'm not going to quit praying until they get saved. I'm not going to quit inviting them until they start coming to this church. I'm not going to give up on them until I die. I am, there's a breath left in me. i got a purpose. And everybody in this building is breathing. we got a purpose, y'all. purpose of Goshen Valley Baptist Church is to reach a lost and dying world. And y'all, we got to quit relying on man's philosophy and turn to God's wisdom. The only way we're going to change every, anything, the only way we're going to turn this thing around again is to get focused back on what Paul says as I come to preach. Christ crucified and nothing else. When we take the stuff that don't matter, push it to the side. Yes, it's still important. still good to do. It still helps. It still pulls us together. It makes us stronger brothers and sisters together. But the emphasis has been taken, up, taken off the gospel here and it's been placed on not essential. And we got to get it back to the essential thing. And that's souls being won again by Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, we love You. We praise You. Lord, we ask now with the words that has been spoken here tonight, Lord, Hopefully as, as, as simple as I know how to explain it. God, we gotta trust your wisdom. Lord goes beyond our comprehension. And Lord, so many times we look at it and say, 